I just didn't want to leave any stone unturned. I was one of the very lucky people that got the chance to do something very outside the box. And I didn't feel like it was right to throw away the great opportunity that I had because of not working out here or there. So I was still kind of like half in it for a long time and trying to be like fully in it, but needing Zach to give me some something back. Something back. Something back. Welcome to season two of You Are Such a Catch Up. Feels good to be back. (laughs) And I cannot wait for you to hear this chat today with Mindy Scheiben. But before we dive into that, I just want to give a quick shout out to my girl Keeks. Keeks, thank you so much for being a patron on You're Such a Catch Unfiltered. You are making this episode possible. So thank you so much, Keeks. I love you for your support, your friendship, and also just for being such an inspiration. You yourself are a YSC girl. So love you, sister. Now, on to today's episode. Okay, here's the deal. You know, I am obsessed with reality television. If it's not 90 Day Fiance, Real Housewives, Labor of Love, it is Married at First Sight. Now, if you haven't watched Married at First Sight, I don't want you to turn this episode off. However, (laughs) I do want you to get caught up. You can binge watch Married at First Sight on Netflix or the new season airs on Lifetime. That's the original network that it's on. I, of course, have seen every season, you guys. Of course I have, why wouldn't I? But I love it and I love the premise. So here's the deal, if you haven't seen it before, basically what happens is you can apply to be on the show and you you literally marry a stranger um, at first sight. So you meet your spouse at the altar. Now, it's not just some random person. There are three experts on the show. So there's Dr. Pepper Schwartz, but you got to love that, right? Her name's Dr. Pepper, uh, Pastor Cal, and Dr. Viviana. And they basically are all highly skilled and they all bring a little different aspect to the table there. But their job is to find the perfect match for you. And then they you know pair you up you get married and yes it's a legitimate marriage you go on your honeymoon and you essentially start blending your life together so Mindy was on season 10 and she okay there's so much to say here but to start off she goes and agrees to be on the show and her family isn't super supportive of the idea so when she shows up to the altar that day her mom and dad are not there her family isn't present she has has her group of friends, which comes into play in the season. Oh God, I don't want to ruin it for you, but here's the deal. So she shows up at the altar and I am thinking, damn girl, you got the good looking dude. Cause he walks out and he's got the hair and the body and ah, he was super smoking hot, but that's about all he was. Um, he ends up being a real big jerk, but yeah. So she not only has to deal with this guy who, you know, basically is not there for the right reasons because Otherwise, I'm like, dude, what are you missing? You've got this, you know, beautiful girl in front of you who is successful and well-spoken and just seems to have this heart of 
gold. She quickly became a fan favorite, winning over all of our hearts. I don't know why she wasn't able to win over his heart, but anyways, that's besides the point. So not only does she have to deal with, you know, marrying a stranger, but also having this stranger not really want to embrace the process, but she also has to deal with some issues with her friendship. So remember I said her friend showed up to the wedding? Well, one of them in particular, she decides to have this text conversation relationship with, you know, Mindy's husband, Zach, who, you know, Mindy was not aware this was going on. Mindy has to figure out how to cope and deal with that situation. And then she has to make a decision. So so they do do a check-in where they have to kind of say where they're at in the relationship and what they would like to do moving forward. If they're leaning towards staying together or if they're leaning towards divorce. And Mindy is giving this her all. You know, and like I said, I don't want to ruin it if you haven't seen it, but you can probably put two and two together and at the reunion, she has to deal with another situation in which, you know, her husband, Zach, asks another castmate out for drinks. I mean, the punches keep coming and Mindy keeps dealing with them. And, and not only is she dealing with them head on, but she's dealing with them with class and grace. And ugh, she is just the prime example of a YSC girl and I cannot thank her enough for sharing her story with us. It is a story of hope and it is a story of not giving up on that happily ever after that she desires. And I have no doubt she will get. Today, I am so lucky. I am here chatting with Mindy Scheiben, and she was on season 10 of Married at First Sight, which all my listeners know, I am a huge reality TV fanatic. And so if it's not Married at First Sight, it's 90 Day Fiance or any like Real Housewife show. But Mindy, welcome to the show. I am so glad you're here. Thank you so much for agreeing to, you know, come on and chat. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to talk with you today. And thank you for getting my last name right no one does so that's so awesome oh my goodness can I tell you a little secret like one yes. of my pet peeves about myself is that I often don't know and I'll take a guess and then I'll say to my guest did I get that right and I'm like that sounds really unprofessional so you know what I did I googled and I googled and I googled to make sure <laughs> I found the there you go do your, you gotta do your homework you gotta, you gotta do your homework and I love it so I think for me, watching season 10, so I've seen all the seasons and I'm obviously watching this season, but I identified a lot with you. And I, so a few things that I just want to hit off the bat. So if anybody hasn't seen the show, they obviously should go and watch. But the Mm -hmm. premise is that you essentially apply to be married at first sight. And you're not just paired up with anybody. There's three experts on the show and they ask you, I'm assuming, a ton of questions. You fill out, you know, some paperwork. They do extensive interviews. Will you um, describe the process of what it took when you applied for marriage? married at first sight? Sure. Yeah. One of my best friends told me about, she's been watching the show for since the beginning, Natalia, she's actually in it. (laughs) She was one of my bridesmaids, but she saw they were coming to DC and she's married and stuff with kids. So she's like, Oh, Mindy, you should do this. Uh, Of course I was single at the time and everything. And that was probably, I applied, I want to say close to six months before the wow. weddings and everything. Uh-huh. It, it was a while. It was like uh, spring of uh, 2000, 
19 or like early spring. Okay. And then the marriage was, was in like late summer. Um, yeah. So I was just like, why not? And when I initially applied, I took it seriously. I thought, okay, it's something I wanted to do, but I also didn't know a whole lot about it. Uh-huh. Do you think but it was figured- that you didn't know a whole lot about it? <laughs> At first, well, no, you know what? I I would have applied anyway if okay. I had even seen my season. I still would have applied because it's just an application. And I figured like for these reality shows, your application probably goes off somewhere and probably no one ever sees it, you right. know, because they say they get thousands and thousands. So I'm just assuming that's what's going to happen. And then when they called to just follow up on my application, just that alone, my jaw like dropped to the floor. Oh, I'm, I'm like, sure. Oh my God. So it was just crazy just to get that phone call. And then, of course, there's just so many steps like in the process to actually be matched. And and when I knew I was getting a little further along in that application process, I definitely started watching some episodes and doing my homework and saying, is this something I really want to do? And it was. I got really excited about it. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. I, I can't even imagine getting that phone call. So I always assumed that they didn't give you the phone call unless they had found like the perfect person for you. So they do you think that's how it went down? Or did they actually call you then go in search of the perfect match for you? Oh, I think that like with the initial phone calls, it's, I think they do that to anyone that, that they may be interested in matching because like at first they, they have to weed out so many things and you get background checks and this and that. Oh, and so okay. that first phone call was really just to see, are you still interested? Yeah, to temperature. The eligibility <laughs> criteria. Yeah. And then from there, it's like a Skype interview and then you get invited. And then there's a few like in-person things. It's, it's a long process. Okay. So you get the phone call and you then, who's the first person you call to be like, Hey, I've been selected for the show. Just from the phone call. I called Natalia, the Uh the, uh, one that gave me the application and Shani. And I remember we had a three-way like phone chat and I was like, you guys would not believe you just (laughs) called me. And that was just that initial phone call. There's still like hundreds and hundreds of people that they're considering at that point, I'm assuming. But yeah, just (laughs) every step, it was like something exciting. And at what point do you disclose to your family, to your parents that you know what, I'm going to do this because I also was like so impressed with you showing up on your wedding day without your family there. That Mm -hmm. to me would have been so difficult. And I just saw you there getting ready to walk out and thinking like, oh my gosh, she is so strong. And I, I just had so much admiration for you. Like you were following your heart and you were like, I may not have their approval or they may not want to be a part of this process, but I'm going to do this for me. Yeah. And that was, it was really tough with my family and deciding to get married at first sight. I did tell my mom at some point that I was in, in the running, I could potentially be matched. And she's kind of like, I love you no matter what you decide to do. I don't think this is a good idea. I don't think that she took it as seriously, like as, as it was. So when she knew it was actually happening, well, both my parents were just like, ah, this is reality TV doing something very strange and just did not, I, I guess I understand that they didn't mm-hmm. want to be part of a reality TV show. I think you shouldn't you know, be forced to do that if you don't want to. But of course it was 
really sad not to have them there on my wedding day. And I would have loved the support, but I, I had to respect their decision as well. So oh, for, sure. for sure. I just think anybody who makes it out to the altar, you watch everybody. And I'm sure after you like even watch yourself, like you, you had those emotions, but maybe you like didn't process it all because there has to be some sort of like shock and all these different things. Mm-hmm. But I remember you walking out and I thought, oh, dang, like she got the good looking guy. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, I, from the go, I was like, whoa, because you never know what you're going to get. And you always watch like the face of whoever's walking out to go mm-hmm. like, oh, are they like instant relief? Are they, is there instant chemistry or whatever? And I thought for him too, I thought physically speaking, just at first glance, I'm like, oh, they are like a match made in heaven. And then obviously things unfolded and he did not uphold his end of the bargain. Tell me about that because you just put yourself out there. You're going through this process. You don't have your family there for support. And in the beginning it was okay, but then things turned and he showed his kind of cards pretty quickly. Like I'm not fully committed into this. So what was going through your head? And did you have somebody who, I don't know what the guidelines are. Are you allowed to communicate to whoever you want about the experience or do you keep that close knit? You mean what was going through my head on the wedding day? Uh, Post-wedding as you guys are getting to know each other and like things are unfolding where it seems like he had some walls he wasn't willing to let down and just embrace the process and like also just come to you with like his true authentic self. It always seemed like there was something like behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah. And it was really tough. I remember so very soon after we tie the knot, we go off on the honeymoon. Mm -hmm. And during that, I felt like I was with sure, like we, I was with the other people from the show, the girls I had met and really and the production team I knew, but all everyone that I met, including the husband, I had only known weeks. Right. So I didn't have my support network there with me. And it was like the opposite of what I was like dreaming about thinking that, oh, I'm really going to try to vibe with this new person. This could be like really romantic. I just had high expectations. Maybe Mm -hmm. that was like my downfall there. But I remember like I, I was communicating with some people back home, especially and people that were involved in the show. So if you go to the wedding and stuff like that, you also sign the NDA so you could, you know, safely communicate with your friends and in most cases, family to have them to lean on. But I remember like getting home from the honeymoon, my one of my best friends, Shani, that's in the show a lot. I met her just for um, brunch and I just hugged her and just started just bawling my eyes out. Because it was just like, oh my God, I'm trying to make this work with somebody that doesn't seem to like me at all. And we were just in this supposed to be romantic destination for a week and there was nothing there. And I just, it was just so disappointing. And could you at that point try to identify why the experts had paired you guys up? Were you like, okay, like I could see this, or maybe they were thinking that we were aligned in this way and then just something was off like that they didn't anticipate? Or were you just kind of like, you felt so much pushback or I don't want to use the word rejection, but Mm -hmm. from him that you were like, okay, this seems as if someone was throwing darts at a wall and we're like, okay, these two. No, I, and actually, I, I'm glad you said rejection because that's exactly what it felt like. So it, it, what, it did feel like constant rejection. And that's, 
everyone knows that's no fun. But as far as the match goes, I, Zach, to me, if I'm looking at this like very objectively, he is a very good, he has like good energy and he puts a very nice front on. I I was trying (laughs) to think of a way to say this nicely. I could really see after just meeting him a couple times, you'd think, oh, this guy is great. And we do have um, a lot of things in common. We have similar uh, lines of work. We're both like independent contractors and Mm -hmm. coaching or fitness. And he's very into health and fitness and similar lifestyles. We do have a lot of similarities. So if it weren't in a relationship setting at all, I could potentially see myself being like friends with, with someone like Zach, but I would never want to date someone or be married to someone like that again. Obviously not. Now, are you guys officially divorced? Because I know there was some back and forth. He wasn't Mm -hmm. really willing to sign the paperwork or whatever needed to be done. So what does that look like today? We're not officially divorced yet, but we should be very soon. We do have uh, a lawyer that's working for both of us. And she said that it should be taken care of very shortly. So I think we're both, hopefully both looking forward to that. I know I am. Right. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's just, yeah, so I'm divorced and I will, obviously I didn't get married at at first sight. However, maybe had I have, I don't know if we would have had a better shot or not because I feel like Mm -hmm. I learned so much. Like we weren't really aligned foundationally. Like we weren't really aligned in a lot. Like all I knew was we were great friends and there was nothing wrong in the relationship. So we hit a certain amount of time dating and then it was like, the next logical step is to get married, you know? what I mean? But we really Mm -hmm. hadn't worked through those like perspectives. Do you want kids? I thought I knew what he wanted, but we didn't really Mm -hmm. know. And uh, that's another reason like I really love the show is because no matter what it is, if it's a foundational item or if it's just perspective on life or views or upbringing, any of those things, like when a couple hits a roadblock or a challenge, they have the professionals right there to intervene or give you an exercise or kind of help you through it versus in real life, unless you seek that out or you are a religious person or something and choosing to share with the church, something like that. Otherwise, you're like on your own going off of, okay, my parents did this and then you run the risk of whose family has a successful parents that are still married, that type of thing. And are they married and really like your example of what you're giving. So um, I do like that aspect about the experts. Now, I want to talk a little bit about you have to make a decision whether or not you guys are going to stay together. Do you recall like the moment that you're like, okay, I need to get out of this? Like I just in my gut feel like no matter how hard I try or how much effort I put forth, he's never going to meet me halfway. Yeah. And I had that feeling a lot of times throughout the marriage, but then talking to him and he kept saying that he wanted to try. And it was really confusing because watching it back, I had a whole different perspective. Okay. Even though he might say, I want to try, come on, did he do anything that like looked like he wanted to try? That's like an action speak louder than words kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And I just, didn't want to leave any stone unturned. I I know that a lot of the viewers were like, why is she even doing this? Even after he said he's not attracted to her and stuff. But I did want to just see, okay, like I was one of the very lucky people that got the chance to do something very outside the box. And 
and for myself and honestly for everyone that watches the show, I didn't feel like it was right to throw away the great opportunity that I had because of not working out here or there. So I was still, I think in this place, like half in it for a long Mm -hmm. time and waiting and trying to be like fully in it, but needing Zach to give me some something back. And then, so I did decide to do the recommitment day, but soon after that, the moment I was like, no, there's no way I'm never, I'm definitely no chance in hell. This is, this is going to work out was when I laid out some conditions that had to be there to continue moving forward in the marriage. And he wasn't able to be honest with me for a day, even after that, even though the honesty was one of the, the conditions. And I found that out when I was having lunch with my friends and like that moment, I, that was on the show, that moment where Shani found out, Shani, one of my best friends found out that he was still communicating with this, my other friend about this. It got so messy, but yeah, sometimes you just need that one final thing that's just going to make broke the camel's back, really. I mean, it kind of solidified your relationship. And Mm -hmm. so for for the listeners who haven't watched the show, there was a realization that Mindy's husband, Zach, had been communicating to one of her best friends without her knowledge. And that was like a story, a storyline on the show. So can I ask, are you and Lindsay in communication now? No, we're not in communication. We talked maybe a few times after the show was over and just text messages here and there and she, her wanting to apologize and, and again and whatnot. And I'm just like, okay, I can't, I'm not ready to hear this apology. And you know, I, I'm just not ready. And really having time to think about how everything went down and not just think about, I, I know viewers saw, you know, what they saw, but then there's also the all of the details that the viewers don't see. They don't see my whole relationship with Lindsay leading up to this. Mm -hmm. They don't know all the details about Lindsay that I know. But I think the viewers do know enough to know that something really bad happened in this friendship. And it's probably not a good one uh, for me to continue. And I 100%. Yeah, that's where we are now. There's no friendship. Which I I am proud of you for that. I, I can't express this enough, like your strength and your grace in handling all these situations is just so admirable to me because I'm like, okay, you took the risk, you went and you got married, you took a shot. And yes, it was an it, the way you even phrase it. You're like, this was the most amazing opportunity. And I was going mm-hmm. to see this out at whatever curve or <laughs> roadblock right. was going to present itself. I was going to see it out till the end. And I love that. And then I'm like, okay, now you're having these issues in this relationship. You can't obviously control his behavior. All you have to go on is these three experts set us up and they saw something in both of us where they thought we'd be a good match. And now you're dealing with these difficulties of one, getting married to a stranger two, how the stranger aka your husband, is treating you. And I can only imagine also, as you're going through this process, you mentioned that when you're on your honeymoon, the other couples are also on their honeymoon. So you're probably taking it in how the other couples are doing and and thinking to yourself, dang, like, why can't we be progressing like them or this, that, or the Mm -hmm. other? But then as you're trying to work through these issues and you're supposed to be taking that next step and moving in with one another and you've got the decision day looming on you and what are you going to do? And what are you leaning towards? Now you have this whole other obstacle, which is somebody who was your friend who showed up for you on your wedding day and you had select 
few people there who basically betrayed your trust. She did. She betrayed your trust and she took an allegiance with him for which I have no words. Like, I just don't understand. So I'm just thinking to myself, but then again, you're resilient. You get back up, you brush yourself off and you're like, I got this. And I think that's just a testament to your character and who you are. And when I think of you're such a catch and my ideal listener, myself, like I want to be you. Like, I want to be that type of girl. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what I see in you. So yeah, so I think you absolutely made the right decision. And I don't think there's any coming back from that. And like you said, there's backstory there. Now, you had one other thing where it's okay, really. So did Zach really also pursue another cast member, if you want to call it that? (laughs) Oh, yeah. And that one I don't think about. When we talk about the backstory you have with the person, I had known Katie a couple months. I think a lot of viewers were maybe upset that I was, yeah, okay, Zach went out on a date with Katie. And I was just kind of, that sucks. I'm not happy about it. But I also, at that point, my level of caring was quite low. (laughs) Because I had, Zach and I are, like, at that point, we had decided not to it wasn't working out. This was after decision day. So to me, it was more like a girl code thing. You are going out with somebody's still husband and they didn't treat you well. And so it wasn't the nicest thing to do, but I don't know. It's not like I was friends with her for 10 years. She did this behind my back. Like when she did after she went out with Zach and had a couple drinks or whatever, she messaged me and said, I I don't know if you're going to be upset by this, but this is what happened. And I certainly wasn't happy, but at least she did have the, you know, maturity to and the decency to to tell me about that. Right, right. Yeah, I definitely appreciate that too. I just, I thought to myself, and I don't know, again, from a viewer perspective, we don't know if at that point in time, like she had watched the show back. I have to assume there was dialogue at some point, like between all you women, to which she would know some of these things that were going on in your relationship. For me to just go, okay, I'm going to ignore all of that and go grab drinks with this guy. I, I think for me, it was more thinking, okay, Katie, why? (laughs) And I'm not expecting you to answer that for her. I just was, okay, like that doesn't add up. You know what I mean? No, yeah, you're absolutely, it it, it doesn't. And it it was, I was really confused by that one. If Katie, if I had known Katie for years and I expected her to be this great friend to me, then I probably would have been extremely pissed about that. But again, like I only knew her a couple months. She's young and I don't know it just I did and after the show I don't think I had the emotional capacity to be like super hurt again and Mm -hmm. I think that might be another reason where I just I don't know, rolled my eyes at that one, but didn't take it too too seriously. Right. I'm glad you didn't like give it too much energy or thought because I don't think she did either when she made no, the decision. Exactly. You know, exactly. and and right. it's it's awesome that you can just go, okay, it's the least of my worries. So let's talk about getting out of the show. Obviously, there's a lot to process because when you're done filming, I'm assuming there's quite a bit of time then before the show actually airs. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, yep, a few months. Okay, so during that time, you obviously Mm -hmm. know the outcome. Now, because you don't want to 
exploit what happens on the season. Now, what mm-hmm. does that look like for you? Are you trying to grieve this relationship and pick up the pieces and figure out what's next? And what is that process for you to overcome that? And does the show provide you, do you get to have continual support from the professionals or? Yeah, no, those are great questions. And the show does actually provide support. They actually provide therapy. Like you get to choose your therapist, but they help you. They help you with that for if you choose, you don't have to do it. But so they do provide some support afterwards, which is great. And the experts are still there now, like they have their professionals in their field. So it's not like they can be your personal therapist Mm -hmm. throughout this or anything. But I've actually talked to Dr. Viviana still all the time. And she's not my therapist, but at this point, she's more just like a friend. She just checks in to see how I'm doing. It's great. And the other experts, uh, uh, Pastor Cal and Dr. Uh, Pepper, I uh, occasionally uh, talk to not as much as Dr. Viviana, but they are still there. So the after uh, support is actually, I will say it's, it's, great. I think they are, you know, all very much there for you and production cares and everything like that too. So that's great. And as far as, wait, what was the uh, dating, right? Yeah. Yeah, At what point do you decide you feel comfortable to put yourself out there? Yeah. So it, I was like, I just basically wasted time with doing with Zach relationship wise. I learned so much about myself and this and that, but if you think about it, it's pretty much a year that you're like Mm -hmm. in because before you get matched and then when you're getting matched and then afterwards. So it's basically like a year that you're giving to this experience. And I was just ready to date again, like right afterwards, just like this guy did not treat me well and I want someone to treat me well. And so I dated a little bit. Now it was pretty complicated to date before the show started airing because do I tell them about this? They're going to find out. Right. also, if it's like a first or second date and you tell them you risk, if it doesn't work out and you can't really trust that person, it, it's on you. If that person goes and says, oh, I met someone that's on the show and it doesn't work out because I dated that. So you're like really trusting someone with a lot. So it's just always in the back of your mind. But yeah, I was able to pick up and start dating almost right away. But I'm impressed by that. And can I ask, when you put yourself back into the dating world or you said, I'm ready to go, are we talking you're back on apps? Are we talking you're just open to whatever comes your way in real life? Or what is your kind of method when it comes to dating? Yeah, kind of all of that. I did use apps a little bit, but that you do have to be careful because of someone, and I think someone actually near the end of my season actually did see me on an app and it was like a little like spoiler thing. So you are supposed to be pretty careful with that. I think I might have oops, made, made a little oopsie there. But yeah, so all of it, I guess I'm not too good at using the apps, I'll say. I don't know. My follow through with dating sometimes just isn't the best. But yeah, kind of just a little bit of everything as far as how I date. So are you currently seeing someone? I'm not. This quarantine situation has really put a damper on my dating life. It's tough. I'm talking to some people on the apps and stuff. But like when you, how do you even date now going out in person? I haven't done, well, I I did meet one one guy for a walk with staying six feet apart and stuff. It's just, it feels so awkward. And unnatural. it is, so, it is. I've done the whole tough. date with a mask and yeah. oh, it's already, it's awkward. Like when you meet somebody for the first time and I am a 
toucher. So I am like, I meet somebody and I give them a hug or whatever. And now you're like meeting with a mask on. So you can't even like really take in like their face or their facial expressions. And then I'm like, you can't hug. Do you elbow? What is that? (laughs) I don't know what the right thing to do is. So I agree. It's a little bit tricky right now. So I'm trying not to put too much pressure on myself, but I know we're both in our 30s and I I think I'm a little bit older than you. One thing that's tough, and this is why I so admire, again, you putting yourself out there for the show is society puts this pressure on us when we get to our late 30s. Like if you don't have the man and and the kids on the way, is it even going to be an option for you? So that's tough. And then you throw a pandemic in the mix and you're like, okay, now what do we do? You know what I mean? Can someone change the narrative in, in society? You know, so we can just all take a, you know, deep breath and go, okay, as soon as this is better and we can get back out there but it's tough yeah Um, yeah yeah. it's tough yeah and it can be like a little disheartening especially when you think about okay now is the time where I really want to invest a lot of my time in dating and I'm ready to meet the right guy and you feel ready but it's and then this is thrown Mm -hmm. in the mix and how do you even navigate it so it's yeah, it's, it, it is quite tough, but I've, it has, I think, forced me to, instead of looking for someone else, even though I, I feel like I've been like this complete person going into the show. And I kept saying that I am great myself. Now I want to share that with somebody else, but I'm, I, I guess the, the positive is it does force me to look into myself and say, since the other person might not really be an option right now, I want to just keep on this whole like self-improvement, self-love, self-care thing. And, and I think it's, if I've learned one thing, it's not like you're ever like a complete person. You're always just evolving and, and changing. And, and that's, yeah, I, I guess I've just been taking a lot of time to do like self-work if you want to call it that. Well, I think that's, I think that's great. And I love watching you through this journey because I think as a female who has been through relationships, good, bad, ugly, however, just watching you be resilient and watching you, like I said, handle these situations with such grace and just this attitude, I'm just going to keep going, but I'm going to keep going with class and I don't need to bad mouth or discuss anything that's not really going to help me on my path, but I'm just mm-hmm. going to stay the course. And, and I love that. And it, I know it can't be easy all the time, but you make it look effortless. I just want you to know that. <laughs> so. Oh boy. It's not effortless. Girl, be proud of yourself. Give yourself a little pat on the back because it's one thing to have it happen in life. It's another thing to happen in front of the whole world on national television. And yeah, your character is spot on. So do you see yourself getting married in the future? Or has this kind of changed your you know view on actual traditional marriage? Yeah, I don't think that this has changed my view on traditional marriage. I don't want to give uh, Zach really any more power than I've already given him in the past. So for him to change my perspective at all, really about anything, I'm that's just not going to happen because mm-hmm. it's why would I give him the power to, to, to do that? So I am still like everything that I was going into the show as far as like really optimistic about finding love and getting married and having that happily ever after. And I know it's not always butterflies and rainbows, but I do think that I have a pretty good you know, perspective of what it would take to make a marriage work. And I do want that. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of finding 
a partner right that wants the same things and that we have the compatibility to, to make it work. So I look forward to when that happens. And I have no doubt it will. No doubt. <laughs> I think the hardest thing is being patient. And in the meantime, you, I think, have learned so much maybe also about what you don't want that when yeah. you see like a red flag or you see an indication that the next person may possess a quality or something within themselves that follows that suit, you can easily identify it and say, this isn't for me and then move on to the next. So you avoid wasting more time because I can't tell you, I talk to my girlfriends all the time and sometimes they'll say, well, I'm overlooking this because what else is out there? And it's, that's going to be this like glaring <laughs> issue. It's a glaring issue today. It's going to be a glaring issue three weeks from now. It's also going to be a glaring issue six months from now. And if you let this relationship progress and it goes to that level, you've known it's been there this whole time. It's a lot easier to nip it in the bud early, recognize that it's not something that you want or it's a red flag, what, whatever, and move on and just have the hope in God, the universe, whatever, that the right person is still out there. You just haven't met them yet. 100%. I truly believe it's way better to be single than to be with the wrong person. And that's whenever I feel like a little lonely or I wish I had someone, I just think I've been with the wrong person. That Zach wasn't the only time I've been with the wrong person. <laughs> so I just think back to those times that I just wasn't happy with being in a relationship when I just mm -hmm. couldn't be myself. But uh, single life, I can be myself unapologetically all the time, every day. And yeah, I think that it's, it is just a lot better to be single than in the wrong relationship. So I'm not going to be, that's one thing going forward. I, I'm just not going to waste time entertaining the wrong guy, wrong relationship. I, I agree 100%. And I think time is the most precious gift you can give anyone. And mm -hmm. yeah, when I think back on past relationships and what I invested of myself, time included, it's, ooh, you never get that back. And I'd definitely rather be doing that towards something or someone who is appreciative. So yeah, girl, we're aligned there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So would you ever consider going on another reality TV show? I don't see it, my life, like, like, it's not something that I'm seeking or really going after. I don't like to say, like, straight up no to that. Like, I would, depending on what it was, I would uh, consider it. But I, I don't know. I feel like my life as it is now, especially non-pandemic life, is really great. So it would really have to be the right fit of a show. I don't, I'm not looking to get married on another show. So <laughs> okay. I so that. I can't nominate you for labor of love. I don't know if you watched that or not, but I haven't seen that one <laughs> labor of love. Is yes. that another marriage one? Well, do it's kind of married? funny. So not only do you, not only are you supposed to end up with a man and, and get married, but you're also supposed to agree to starting a family together. So it just finished its first season on Fox and I had to watch it. I, I think it's just fascinating because I'm thinking to myself, right? Like, mm -hmm. here I am in LA. I'm trying to find a man who's in his early 40s, who's not like Peter Pan syndrome. And here are 15 people, and a couple of them were from LA, going, hey, not only am I ready to be in a committed relationship, but I'm ready to have a child. I'm like, whoa, where are you? What app are you on? You know what I mean? Wow. So for me, it was like fascinating. I mean, obviously, there were some people on there that I think were on there for the wrong reasons, whether that be they're chasing fame or their 15 minutes or whatever the case may be. Right. But yeah, it's a cute show. You should check
check it out and not saying that you have to dive back into it, but I always question myself and go, Ooh, Aaron, would I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did apply for, for Love is Blind season two, oh, cool. but I have not been, <laughs> my phone call hasn't, or my phone hasn't rang. Netflix <laughs> you call me, when it, call, call me when it does, because <laughs> we can share that excitement together. Yeah, I would love to. I'm like, ah, please. But I am a hopeless romantic. Like I love a good love story. I have to keep the hope alive because I like, again, and I know I'm beating a dead horse here, but the reason I started this podcast was literally I was looking around the room or the bar wherever I was and I was with all my girlfriends who are all beautiful, successful, they're financially savvy, they've got all these things going for them. And the common denominator aside of that we share those things is is that we're single. And I'm thinking to myself, mm-hmm. like, how is this even possible? And and that's what I saw when I watched you through your journey too. And I and then I saw you get the man and I'm like, how is he not recognizing what he has right in front of him? Mm-hmm. And that was frustrating mm-hmm. to me. But again, just to watch you through this process was just so liberating for me because it, it's you are living what we're all living in real life but you are doing it for us and leading by example, (laughs) (laughs) whether you like that role or not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did not anticipate like that was going to happen, but it's been, it has been awesome. And to be able to share my journey with so many people and hear about others that like have, a lot of people have reached out. I've been able to connect with so many people that have gone through not not the same thing, but have dated their Zach or maybe are have, maybe married somebody like that. And and it's been really eye-opening to see everyone's stories. And I think too, like, not only were you a favorite on the show, but I think too, the female community really band together for you. I can see Mm -hmm. it in the comments on your social media now. I think for me, when even just having the platform of a podcast, there is some apprehension there because at a certain point, you're going to have some naysayers out there and some people who are going to voice their opinion to you Mm -hmm. hiding behind their keyboard. So how have you blocked out any of the negative? Negativity. Do you even read those comments? What's your kind of thought process there? Yeah, I've I've read a lot of negative comments, and it's. I guess I'm very, I guess lucky that I have had such amazing support. So for every one negative comment, I have ten positive mm-hmm. comments, and all, all the time. But it is like that one negative comment is like never easy to read, and you just, I think you just get immune to the effects that comments have on you. It still is very nice to receive lovely comments and messages from people, but it's, you get to the point where, you know, no matter if you receive a hundred really nice comments in one day, it's, it only does so much. It has to really come from within your confidence Mm -hmm, and everything. mm -hmm. So if I think if you have that, the negative comments don't, affect you that much and the positive ones they're lovely but you don't need them to feel good about yourself so that's one thing that if thinking about anyone that wonders what it's like to and I've always wondered what what is it what would it be like to be like famous or really well known or have and I'm not suggesting by any means that like I'm famous so getting in like to that place where I never anticipated having all of these people following me or reaching out Mm -hmm. to me it is like a little taste almost of, of what um, it would be like to be famous. And it's, 
I understand how uh, a lot of famous people can be lonely or depressed because no matter how many people love you, it it has to come uh, from within. And and I've really realized that. And I know I took your question in a whole different direction, but I guess going back to the negative comments, it's you know nobody. Even though I had a great portrayal on the show, a lot of people would say she came across great. N- nobody really knows. I do have my own like negative things about myself and I've done some things that aren't so great and you take all the comments with a grain of salt you say I'm such a lovely wonderful person I have my moments too yeah Mm -hmm. we're all human and and I think everyone that watches these shows or sees somebody on social media or whatever that you think has it all or I wish I could be like them they definitely don't have it all together. No, I don't think anybody really has it all together. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. That's why I really love when I come across somebody's social media where they aren't putting on this perfect reel of all the pleasantries in their life and all these grandiose moments with the filters and everything mm-hmm. else. When you see somebody who's real, who has a bad day, who you know has a blemish on their face or some sort of imperfection they're working on, it's so much more relatable and real. And I'm so much more apt to want to follow and engage with somebody like that than somebody who's putting on this facade or hiding behind these things that aren't necessarily really important. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, well, Mindy, thank you so much. I am so appreciative of this. I've been so looking forward to this conversation, and you were everything that I thought you would be and more. Oh, <laughs> you're so sweet. Oh, so thank you. Sweet. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mindy. I really appreciate it. You too. Thanks so much for having me. Hope to talk to you soon. All right. Bye, Mindy. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to You're Such a Catch. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And I know if you haven't seen the show, get on over, start binge watching it. Uh, Netflix again, if you want to watch Mindy season or the new season, season 11 is on Lifetime. And while you're at it, hop on over to my website, www.yoursuchacatch.com backslash unfiltered. Become a patron today. Support me in this journey. Make a pledge. You'll help support producing these episodes just like Keeks did. So thank you so much for that. I appreciate all the love and support. And follow your girl at You're Such a Catch on all social media platforms. All right, guys. See you next Tuesday. Not like Charlotte meant it, but literally. (laughs) I will see you then. Bye.